All right, so welcome back to another episode of the Paycast. So today with me, I have Matthew Shinetti on the line, who is a TSM reporter. Um, so first question is, uh, why did you want to go into sports journalism? Well, it's it really is the eternal existential question for every sports reporter. Why did you want to get into it? Mm-hmm. To be honest, uh, I, I tell so many people who ask all the time, I was never really the first thing that came to mind for me. I was into politics growing up um, around your age in high school and early university. I, I did think about soccer journalism, but was more of uh, more of a hobby on the side. And I really thought that I would get into more political journalism. And what ultimately happened was when I got to grad school in Ryerson after doing a few years of freelancing for some newspapers and some magazines, I had the opportunity to do what would have been my final thesis, major research project, whatever you want to call it, on Alberta politics or cover the men's national rugby team. And covering the men's national rugby team became one of the most fulfilling experiences of my life, um, professionally and personally, uh, professionally because it, you know, paying my own way to follow Canada's team in 2011 over in England before they, they went off to the World Cup and personally, because you get to learn and understand and appreciate all the stories from all of these different guys who come from all across the country who are basically, as, as the story goes, as I wrote it, you know, they're, this wasn't about winning for them. It was about the, um, the push to compete and, and the desire to compete. Um, and through that became a sports supporter at the National Post and then I uh, covered a whole range of topics and ultimately found my way to TSN um, after, you know, losing my job. I don't want to I want don't want to admit omit that I lost my job at the National Post because they were cutting their pages uh, and I made it to TSN. And it's been an exciting, ever changing experience that uh, always tends to surprise me every day. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, so you spoke about the program at uh, Ryerson. So what was it like? Uh, I know you're going to have my colleague James Duffy on, who is a Carleton grad, um, Mm -hmm. and my other colleague, Mark Masters, who's also a Carleton grad. Uh, And I say this definitively to many rolled eyes that Ryerson's journalism program is one of the best, not just, it's not just the best in Canada, it's one of the best in North America. And Ryerson, going to Ryerson was a dream of mine. It was, I didn't get in for my undergraduate, ended up going to York University from undergraduate. Um, but I was dead set on going to Ryerson, uh, for grad school and I was fortunate enough to get in. And when I got in, it really was the, um, the best two years of, of my, uh, you know, my twenties. And I, I don't say that lightly. It's just the experiences that people get to meet. Um, and if you want to be, and here comes that old Toronto bias, you want to be tapped into everything in terms of media in this country, you want to be in Toronto. So being at Ryerson, being at Toronto was, was incredibly beneficial, but the other programs across the country are equally as good. And all jokes aside, Carlton is great. I mean, look at, you know, the franchise himself, James yeah. Jeffy came from it. Mark Masters graduated from Carlton. Um, it's, there are a lot of great schools across the country for journalism, but in my books, if you just look at the rosters, you know, Jay Onright came from Ryerson as well. There are a lot of people at TSN in front of and behind the camera who went to Ryerson. So if you're thinking of going to Ryerson, Michael, go to Ryerson. Okay. 
Good to know. <laughs> Decision has been set. Uh, so then, uh, did you ever uh, play any sports, whether it was in high school or university? Uh, I, I, and those who know me know me well, and I am also the guy who dropped a, uh, a football on live TV. Um, I have very, very, I won't say little uh, athletic ability, but it's not super great. Um, I, I was a swimmer growing up, and uh, I, um, I practiced judo, uh, competed as well in judo. Um, and I play soccer, you know, passably well. But in terms of any uh, big sports competing on any level of significance, it's usually about the people that I'm covering rather than myself. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've always been, I've always told people I'm, I'm, a, I'm great at telling the story, hell of a lot better than actually playing the sport. So good to hear. Um, so, you know, as people may know, uh, you report for the CFL. How busy is your life during that season? Uh, I often tell people that, um, and those around me know very well, from about the, the month of May, mid-May, sometimes late April, all the way to about Christmas time, uh, it's the busiest time for me. Uh, oh, yeah, I, for sure. I do uh, around 25 to 30 broadcasts a year over the course of the CFL season, including the Grey Cup. Uh, I'm also traveling quite a bit for the CFL, and that's on top of a lot of other things I do. I, I also cover the nba in that time mm-hmm. um and will occasionally oh i'm sorry about that michael my boss was oh. calling me um the uh there are layers to the stuff that i do but in terms of the cfl the cfl is and always is the most important thing that that i do at uh, at that point um from uh, april all the way to the Grey Cups in, in late November, and then there's usually stuff that happens afterwards. So I'm yeah. usually doing CFL all the way until about the second or uh, yeah, about the second week of December. So then, what are your game day operations like? That's a good question. Uh, everyone has their own different process. Mine tends to involve a three-piece suit and trucks, and everyone you usually get to learn. Everyone builds a brand and has a, a few gimmicks. And the one thing that always puts me in a good frame of mind is, is the suit I wear and the sneakers I wear. And mm-hmm. um, I'm always planning those out, but on the more important side, in terms of content, I like to build what I have the week before um, the weeks before the months before, and that's building relationships. So by the time that I get to, let's say a broadcast, if a broadcast is at seven o'clock, uh, let's say it's in Hamilton, it's a tie cats game. I have to be there at least, two hours, if not a little over two hours, because you want to get there, you, you tend to meet with the production staff, uh, which is not just the producers of the game and the analysts and the play-by-play, but I also meet with uh, the audio techs, the camera operators, because they're part of the show as well. They're oh, part of the family, yeah. and, and they're as important to the broadcast as I am. Uh, and by extension, once we get later into um, lead-up to the game, talking about 90 minutes to an hour before that's when meeting with the production staff then evolves into meeting with um, the producer, the director of the game, the play-by-play and the analyst. Uh, And in between those meetings, I'm on the field talking to players as much as I can personnel staff. And this is what I believe my role is as a sideline reporter, as a reporter in general, it's building relationships and really trying to, um, show those who are watching from home or who are watching from the stands a part of the game that they wouldn't have learned about. And I, you know, a very quick story. 
many, many years ago when I first started at TSN, there was a producer named Mitch Kersner who uh, I was a young, nervous, anxious reporter, came out with all these stories that I had read in the newspaper in the, in the previous week and kind of added my own reporting to it. And two hours before the game, he said, great, you look prepared. Now I don't want any of those stories. Go find me stories right now. And, you know, having done very little, nothing, no live TV uh, previously, it was a real learning experience being able to talk to people. You're talking about an hour or 45 minutes before a game and you're trying to find stories out before a game. And then in your head, synthesizing it and putting it live on air inside 30 to 40 seconds max yeah. It's a real learning curve. It's a real mental exercise. And it's part of what I love about live TV and just being in the moment. It's something that I think those that at TSN know that, that I can do in, in terms of that game setting. And that's probably the most important thing for me is really when it comes to my game day operation, it's the suits on, the shoes are on, you get to the stadium and you're shaking hands, talking to people. And then once oh, yeah. you get to game time, You've got two or three or four hits or you're reacting to things on the fly and you're always keeping yourself mentally flexible to what's going on during a game because no matter who's playing, once they kick off, everything goes out the door because things can change in a second. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, so I just want to touch on, on like the type of sneakers and suits that you wear. So how do you decide on which suit or sneaker to wear? Um, it's... You know, not to sound vain, sometimes I have an idea a few days before and I know the shoes and the suit that, I, that, that I'm going to have and the tie that I'm going to wear. And um, A lot of it, the reason that I started doing that is because it just felt comfortable for, for me as oh, someone for sure, who was a yeah. writer who never wore suits much, who didn't know how to comb his hair properly, didn't know how to use a blow dryer. And as someone who, when I was working for the National Post, I basically just wore sneakers and, a, and T-shirts or a, but, a button-up shirt, much like this one. Um, and when I got to TSN and having to wear wingtip shoes and you know do my tie just right and my hair just right and always looking presentable, I, was, I wanted to evolve that to a point where I felt like I could be myself on air. And being myself on air meant wearing chucks all the time because I've been wearing chucks for well over a decade. And... The three-piece suit was something that I just adopted over the last four or five years because it's just it felt a lot like the the sweet spot in where obviously I'm I'm fulfilling that very professional look that TSN always wants to have, but I'm doing it in my own way. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's it's you know right now I have 64, 65 pairs of sneakers and I've got you know seven, eight, nine suits and. It's not about being distracting, but I have learned just how I present myself to athletes and my colleagues. Uh, it makes me identifiable right away, and that's the one piece of advice I give to everyone who's looking to get into sports journalism or really journalism. It doesn't necessarily have to be what you wear. The quality of your work should always be your calling card, but mm -hmm. in building your brand, there always should be something that um, makes you different than everybody else. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then, uh, like you said, you've reported on various sports, including the CFL, NBA, and a bit of most sport. Um, what has been your favorite moment out of those sports that you've covered? That's a good question. I, it, it has to be um, being in the middle of Dundas Square, right by the Eaton Center in downtown Toronto, after the Raptors won the, uh, the NBA championship last year. I mean, I, at the same time, was actually in Hamilton when Game 6 uh, against the Golden State Warriors actually being played. And I remember saying to my bosses, I can make it from the stadium 
and I can drive all the way back to Toronto and I will be there uh, if they win and, you know, racing along the highway to get legally racing along the highway to get back <laughs> to Toronto uh, in time for, uh, for the end of that game and just to watch the joy of everything, um, just to watch everything that was happening uh, in that day, in that moment, and to see that many people come together of all different backgrounds and colors and creeds and shapes and sizes and, um, and to see how happy everyone was and how they were embracing everybody else. And we had, if you go back to the images, I imagine you're looking at tens of thousands, easily tens of thousands of people, if not pushing a hundred thousand people. Uh, it just seeing the reactions and interviewing people that night for hours. Uh, I will take that with me forever because it, it really, it was a moment that showed all the beautiful things uh, about (laughs) Toronto and in particular Canadian sports fans. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those moments where you will never forget where you were. Uh, and absolutely. And I, and I will forever remember that night. I can close my eyes and see every moment of that night still. It's, uh, um, I might not have been there in Oakland, but in a way it was kind of irrelevant because where you wanted to be was Toronto and you wanted yeah. to be among those people and telling their stories. Yeah, for sure. And uh, with the recent coronavirus, how has that affected your job at TSN? Uh, the job is still to find stories. The job is to constantly be willing to be creative and have ideas and bring them to bring them to the forefront. You know, just today I was interviewing an NCAA player who played for the Baylor Bears, was going to have a historic season, was named the Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year, uh, and now he's stuck uh, in Wichita, Kansas, and yeah. he can't get home. And you're telling those stories and talking to CFL players who are dealing with this and trying to reach out to fans. Um, this is one of those times where you have to be flexible and you have to be able to tell stories in different ways and from, you know, the confines of all our own homes, because we should all be staying inside and staying safe. And, mm-hmm. um, but I really want to underscore as I have been for a long time, uh, especially in the last number of weeks, uh, sports is secondary and it's, it's upon all of us who can to be, to offer entertainment, to offer stories in any way we can but we also need to um realize that people are going to need to take a breath and sports isn't what people are going to want to be checking in on all the time now and that's okay it is okay that when when they're ready and they want a story that they know that we're here and i think that's the most important role that we can play right now Mm -hmm. so moving to a more lighter side of the conversation who is your most favorite player that you've interviewed uh, I've said it over and over again. Um, I would say it would have to be LeBron James. The reason I say it's LeBron James is is he is the one of the smartest athletes I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always aware of his surroundings, aware of what's being said, aware what aware what most of the time of what he has to say, uh, and he knows how to engage the media on his own terms. And you have to respect somebody like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, in terms of someone who's been fun and someone who uh, always keeps you on your toes, uh, Kyle Lowry. Uh, I covered the Raptors quite a bit for many years, from about 2013 to 2017. And, you know, dealing with Lowry as I did on a daily basis and doing some features with him, he was the kind of guy that he was always listening and he was going to give you the answer he wanted, not 
the answer on your terms. And sometimes it came across as prickly. Sometimes it came across as goofy. Sometimes it came across as disingenuous. Sometimes it came across as thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you could respect somebody who is not just going to give you a boilerplate answer. He, he was someone who um, was engaging in the media on his own terms and wanted to be asked questions the right way in order to give a good answer. And I think if you're uh, a sports reporter or just a journalist, you want to be able to know that you're interacting with somebody who, who's going to tell you, I'm not just here to play a game. I'm not, I'm not here to mess around. And if you want to talk to me and get something substantial out of me, you're going to have to do work. And I think uh, as, a, as a sports reporter, it's exactly what we want to be able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, one final question. Um, what's your, I know we've been talking about it, but what's your advice for aspiring journalists? Be creative, be flexible, be open, and be honest. And, and all of those things are interchangeable in every situation. I, I know this time, especially for someone who is an aspiring young journalist like yourself, Michael, they see this situation, they see what sports media is going through, and they think it's unpredictable. There is always space for those who are wanting to tell interesting stories. And if you come providing interesting stories there is a benefit to that and there is a there's undeniably a space for that and it's always beyond all the things i said about having a, a quirky facade and and or having something that a hook that people will always know you by and identify you through it's always important i think to show continuously that you're someone who wants to offer good stories because there's always there's always a, a need for those. And, you know, when we, you know, God willing, when we all come out of this, um, at the other side of it, people are going to want sports. They're going to want oh, for sure. To, yeah. They're going to want their old lives back and, or at least some, some part of it that includes sports. And if you're young and you're you, that, that should be no more exciting time than that, that you're ready to, to offer people what they've been craving for. And there's going to be bent pent up, um, desire for that. So mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's the most important thing. And I think for the fans and for myself, I think we would love to hear your, uh, signature sign off. Ooh, uh, my signature sign off. Uh, you know what, what's, uh, you know, the only thing I could, t- I, the only thing that that's ever been signature with me is hashtag game day, game day chucks. And, and that's, that's always been my thing. I don't have a, you know, James Duffy has, has, um, uh, has his hello Canada is when, when yeah. he, when he brings people in, uh, to a program. Um, mine has always been, doesn't matter what the day is, uh, every day is game day. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what I try to do. And just making sure that everybody knows if I'm having fun and not taking it too seriously, uh, that they can too. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on. My pleasure, Michael. Stay well and stay safe. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Bye.